Hello, I'm Derek Weekly, and welcome to episode 49 of the Weekly Weekly Podcast. Happy New Year to everyone, to uh, whoever's listening to this and all the supporters, and you know who you are, and all the people of the kind of community that we've got together now. Um, I hope you had a nice Christmas, of course, as well. This is my uh, first recording for in two weeks, because we had some... It's recorded before Christmas coming up, so uh, it's good to be back, actually. Um, uh, thanks for everything, all the support during the year. You've all been great. Um, we've uh, we've a Sunday Live. I don't know. It's kind of on thin ice at the moment, the Sunday Live sections, because I've been doing the live and joyful ones on Instagram. If you've been watching, uh, I've uh, been having a good time on there. And it's a slightly different format to what we do in the podcast, because obviously on the podcast, we dig down into some, obviously some, fun things as well but a lot of mental health side of things so I don't want to do too much on that I want to have a bit of fun on the Instagram thing so I might get rid of the Sunday live but we'll see what happens anyway that's for another day um I want to introduce my guest today she's a yoga teacher and a mental health advocate and her name is Ona Hoey how are you doing Ona? Hi how are you? I'm all right thanks very much um I'm I'm having some problems speaking today I don't know if you noticed that I think all of us are trying to get back into the routine of speaking to other people. <laughs> that, you know, actually, that could very well be it. And it's one of those things where you just stick a mic there and it's like, oh, you know, even if you're used to it, you do it a while. Um, but did you have a good Christmas anyway? Yeah, it was great. It was nice and obviously quiet. But I think it's what everybody needed this year. I loved it. I was just like, you know, didn't have to get dressed up to go out, get like rained on when in that stormy weather. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Actually, was, the weather wasn't great around the Christmas either. But uh, so we'll get into it, uh, Ona. It's, give us a short history of your upbringing, please. So I um, was born in obviously Ireland, lived in Port Harlington, County Leash all of my life. Um, I've gone to school here, secondary school, finished secondary school. And I went to Spain to become a yoga teacher. So I went into a, like a yoga academy over there. And um, that's like, there's not much that really happened within my childhood. You know, I was quite outgoing, done a lot of sport, fell out of a lot of sport. Um, you know, certain things, Irish dancing, I think that every single Irish person once in their life has done. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of that. And yeah, just very family orientated. Um, yeah. yeah. That's good. Cool. I, I, I like to kind of point this out to to. Uh, you know people we have had your brother uh, Ryan on the show back in I think it was I checked it last night and I've forgotten it but it, it was about three months ago actually it doesn't seem that long mm. ago but it was about three months ago but I I do like to point out if there's any family kind of ties that we've we've got uh, there but um so when did you f- first become aware of um, mental health? So I first came into my mind when obviously I was suffering with my own my own issues um and I would say when I, so obviously I had an eating disorder. That's kind of where it all came from. Um, and the first time I've ever really heard or witnessed mental health for myself is when I went into hospital or whatever, you know, noticing that I had an eating disorder. But that would have been the first time when I was like, oh, crap, I'm, this is what I'm going through. But when I actually sit back now and I think about it, I went through mental health at a very, very young age. So it actually started, I would say the first time I witnessed anxiety, I was about seven um, and I was staying in my friend's house. And at the time I was like, oh, I just want to go home from sleepover because I miss my mom or, you know, I want to just go home. 
But when I started to go to therapy and speaking about it, I was like, no, I was actually, I want to isolate myself right now. I'm freaking out. Um, so there's, there was a lot through my actual childhood that I never noticed or obviously it was never spoken about. So it kind of went untalked about for a long time. Um, and now that I'm coming out of trying to, you know, deal with mental health, it's all of this stuff was kind of coming at me where, I was dealing with it from a very, very young age. Yeah, isn't, yeah. isn't that a weird thing? Because we've we've started to establish a pattern on this show when we talk to people who have gone through, um, you know, uh, things from a young age, including myself, I talked about it, where I didn't know any of it at the time because I mm-hmm. didn't have any, like, how could I, you know, I was too young to understand. But once you go to therapy and start talking about it, you realize you pick on th- up on these small little things that um, you yeah. can start to link. It's 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 crazy, you know, to think. But I suppose that's what therapy is all about, and you know, and if it's helping you, it's a, it's a it's a brilliant thing, you know. Um, you you posted a, a video actually because obviously I follow you on on Instagram. Um, you posted a video a while back. I, I'm not too sure if it was the end of November, but it was around it was around the end of November, start of December, and it was quite an emotional video, and it was it was very sad. It kind of, it was sad to watch somebody kind of going through that stuff because you were visibly upset and what you were talking about was you know uh kind of very heartfelt on your part and do you think when you put out a video like that is it do you think it's important to show those kind of vulnerabilities to to your followers like both young and old because I always think of young people but there's many our age and above who who yeah you know um yeah 100% like I when I first started my social media, I was like, right, I'm recovered. Everything's great. I have every day I wake up smiling, you know, flowers beside my bed. Everything's great. Um, and then I was like, you know, everyone was saying, oh, sh- you know, your life is so great and blah, blah, blah. And then when I tried to reach out to somebody before and I was like, you know, I'm feeling like crap right now. They were like, but why? Your life is so perfect. And I was like, well, that's not what I want to approach Sherry on my social media because life isn't perfect like you know there's millionaires out there who wake up feeling depressed in the morning you know what I mean and um so I started to put up the real truth it was actually I think it was last year I put up a picture and I was just flooding crying and everyone I got loads of messages and people were like I just love seeing how you're so raw about this like this Mm. is what we need and there was actually speaking about older people there was a woman um god I think she's in her 60s and she's on Instagram and she was like you're my inspiration and really? since that day she's always wrote to me and it's just like you, there is people that need to see yeah. that we don't have to be happy and it does help me as well because I'm like well if I feel like shit somebody else feels like shit yeah. and then they come to me and we're able to work it out and it is I think it's nice yeah I, I agree I think it's I think it's very important and it's, it's like you coming on here it's important to hear it as well, like in a kind of a long form discussion, we'll say. Um, I'm always interested in the idea because people people have done it um, and people I know have done, oh, that was a sort of virus and threat protection that's come in there. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, sorry about that. So people are like, people have this idea when they come, when they're on uh, social media that if they come off for a while, it will help their mental health. Did it help you coming off for, for that short time that you did? Um, yeah, it it did. And I didn't. So again, a lot of people were like, oh, I thought you use social media as like a positive thing. Why is it giving you this negative impact and all this? And that's not why I came off of it. I came off of it because I realized, yes, I was feeling down, 
but I wasn't doing my yoga practice. I wasn't getting out in nature as much as I was. I wasn't spending time with my family. I wasn't listening to things that were going on around me. I was just constantly scrolling through my Instagram or scrolling through whatever. And it wasn't bad. Like, it's not that, well, no, I probably was, you know, overusing the time that I should have been on it. But um, it just gave me more time to be like, right, well, I can go for my walk instead of doing this. I was sitting down. I was chatting to my parents more. You know, I was going back up to see my granny a little bit more. And it was, it's what I needed. And then I came back onto it and I just unfollowed pages that mean absolutely nothing to me. And I was like, I don't need that negativity in my life. And it did work. I'm back now doing like two yoga classes a day and it's great. (laughs) Really? Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like if it does work, and I think for people out there who may be listening to this, who may be thinking that oh god I couldn't possibly come off social media you know people are so mm-hmm. clearly yeah. attached to it yeah it is yeah. And, it, and you say like you say there is this idea that we've got a certain amount of uh, people we follow and, and a lot of the stuff is unnecessary to our lives it might have been mm-hmm. necessary six months ago you know and it's yeah. it's one of those things where you know uh, when we set up the um I actually started talking to you I think it was about it was Ryan, Ryan's interview, I suppose, so maybe three months ago, and I've been following your, your Instagram since then. Uh, how long have you had the the account? God, um, I think I first started in 2014. Right. So that right. would have been that would have been the year where my eating disorder became visible to the oh, world. <laughs> so and did yeah. you start speaking about that immediately? Like was that the reason for the account? No. No. Well, I I came onto social media and like this is no word of a lie because there was people on it where I could look up what diets they were doing what Mm. like you know how I could be looking at them for inspiration and all of this crap and that was something I lied about for freaking years like do you know Mm. what I mean I was like no 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 that's not why I ever went on to it but um that was it and then it didn't become noticeable I guess um I know we'll speak about it later on my eating disorder but when you are going through that, you want to hide it from everybody. So, yeah. you know, you don't want anybody to know what's going on. And I guess I I had a breakdown one of the days and I was like, why am I ashamed or why should I be hiding this from the world? Like, this is what I'm going through. Yeah. Um, and then I started speaking about it one day and then it just blew up and everyone was like, oh, my God, thank you for being so honest. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? This is what I want to do. I yeah. want to help people. So exactly, yeah. what I went through. <laughs> what's a uh, tinspiration is that a, is that a a word um yeah like that was i don't think it's around anymore i think yeah. that is like blocked off of the internet now but oh. when i was in school when i was in secondary school it was a thing that you could look up tinspiration or like like even thinking back to it there was how to become anna or anna's best friend and all of this kind of crazy stuff that you don't want to fill your mind with yeah but i fell into it <laughs> Yeah, well, no, hey, look, um, I want to actually ask you a little bit about this because I, I had um, I had a, someone on a few weeks ago, actually, uh, Leona, on, and we were talking about uh, her schizophrenia, her diagnosis with schizophrenia. Yeah. And obviously I'm, I'm diagnosed with bipolar too. And there's a few um, phrases, right, that seem to be used in, in uh, you know, out and about. Uh, and I think anorexia would be would fall into that category as, category as well, in which they're kind of used as a kind of a jokey thing, which you'd say to somebody if, you know, anorexia, if, if somebody was looking very thin. And I was mm-hmm. speaking to someone the other day about um, 
she's thin herself and she's constantly kind of when she worked behind the bar, bar she was constantly being at, said like oh have a sandwich with you know that kind of you know saying did you find that do you find that now or did, did you find it at the time or that, that, that people were using it kind of as a jokey thing um so I remember like going way back when I was in primary school when I started in primary school um so that would have been senior junior infants I always kind of mix up on what one comes first <laughs> junior infants <laughs> um uh back then so I was always a very very skinny child anyway and I first heard the comment when I was in junior infants off a girl who used to bully me and she was like you know oh you're so scrawny um and like as a child I didn't care I was like mm. oh I am because I was I'd done a lot of sport I was like you know done um athletics and stuff but at that point I was like oh like I don't care I can run fast like you know yeah. who cares um and then that was fine and then as I grew up I started to hear the opposite thing of you know you're you're getting chubby or whatever so that pushed me to start losing weight and then when I did start losing weight um one of the lads said it to me in school they were like Jiz you may put a bit of meat back onto your bones and I was kind of like oh that means I'm getting thin mm. um which pushed me towards you know oh, well I'm gonna keep on getting skinnier and skinnier and skinnier yeah. um and then obviously I became when I did become very very skinny people would say it to me um but people that knew me wouldn't like mm. I think it changed once they knew there was an eating disorder there their words kind of switched except for somebody who did bully me into where I ended up you know yeah. I still got comments off of that person um calling me a skeleton and sending me pictures of skeletons so that was pretty hard but that still pushed me towards wanting to become skinnier it didn't push me towards yeah. well I need to get healthier it was like well you know I'm, I'm getting this attention off of her Mm. I'll make myself sicker <laughs> it's crazy yeah. what the mind does well it is and especially when you're young like you know it's just you're not mm. you're not it's it's so much different when someone insulting you when you're maybe in your your 30s or 40s you deal with it differently obviously um yeah so when you when you think back then um to maybe when you first realized that you had a, a problem um was there a was there a kind of a gap between the two as in as in like maybe when you were uh becoming thinner and thinner and mm. when you actually thought oh well maybe this is actually a, a you know a medical problem yeah um and anybody that knows me will tell you I was like so against me having an eating disorder for a very very long time I think it took me nearly about a year to actually realize there's a serious problem here and I mean I dropped from um I was a healthy like nine stone something to my lowest was about five stone and um, so I went to absolutely nothing and at that point I was still like no 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 there's nothing wrong with me I'm fine yeah. um and it actually took it I don't think I would have realized until it was actually Ryan who shouted at me one day he was so emotional about it and he was like you know you're killing yourself and it was when I just something snapped there and I just went there's something wrong like because I've never seen him so like emotional or you know like shout at me the way he shouted at me and not in a like you know aggressive way but it was more pure love and care you know what I mean um and even like thinking back to that moment it still gives me shivers because I remember 
it's so clearly, you know, and it did, it did push me to be like, I need to do something. And it did take me good, good long, like, God, after that, a couple of months to really stop the behaviors that I was doing in order to gain weight. But um, yeah, there was definitely a gap in between everything. Yeah. It's yeah, because it's like I said to you just before we started um, uh, recording and my ignorance on the subject is 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 not a great thing. I understand that. And and look, I know the people listening in won't have a, a, a huge grasp on it. They'll have the kind of the surface yeah. level but underneath where, where we talk where we're talking about, like the deep mental uh, issues go along with it. And, and bec- I'm, I've learned this along the way with you in the last two or three months because you actually talk about it. Um, quite a bit and, and, and filling, filling me in on, on kind of things which I had no idea like about. Uh, so when I go then to look up anorexia in the um, the DSM-5, mm-hmm. it, it actually changed since the, I, this is something I learned, learned only today. Today, It changed it to DSM-4 because at the time they didn't have um, the idea that men couldn't suffer from it was not, yeah. you know, it wasn't a thing. And obviously they changed coming into the five. They talk a little. They talk a lot a bit. Uh, sorry, they talk a lot about um, habits, and uh, you know, um, it's not what we see in films or TV, where it's just people look maybe looking in the mirror and seeing themselves very thin, and and not sorry, they don't see themselves as thin as say the viewer sees it. Um, mm. what is so? Look, there's so much we're going to kind of cover here, so I'm just going to I'm going to jump in at the kind of deep end. Um, Go for it. <laughs> what What is your relationship with food? now um so i i actually spoke about it i think it was last night on my instagram yeah um where i i did i was kind of portray you know I, i'm in the health and fitness industry and you know i'm all this that and the other but i still have a very very bad relationship with food and i only admitted that to everybody last night on my instagram but mm-hmm. i only really admitted it to myself at the start of the month um I just hit a very low point I was constantly bloated I was everything and then I stepped back and I looked and I went well I'm not eating to to heal myself so you know if I like I'm not going to even lie but I was restricting myself a lot throughout throughout the year I would be skipping meals but then I'd end up binging later on in the night and obviously that's just going to set you back so much um and that's purely just because I was kind of going through a lot more healing mental health wise. So as things were coming up, I was trying to control them in a different way. So by controlling it, I would restrict or I'd binge. So when I became emotional, I'd binge maybe on something. Um, and it just seemed to be like a roller coaster. And it, it, I think, yes, you can completely heal from it. But I think that there's always going to be this slightly negative relationship with food mm. um not not negative relationship i think that's the wrong word but there's always going to be a fear yeah. I think that's more more of the word to use um and i do still fear foods like there's a there's a list of foods i still you know when i when i see it i'm like mm-hmm, no <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah that's, that's fair i think you, you you actually talk about just mentioning binge there and you said there's different types of uh binging as well um is when when it comes to something like binging like my mind immediately goes to well if if I'm going to binge it's going to be sweet stuff it's going you know it's going to be mm. you know all the stuff that I'm going to get a proper sugar hit off and I'm going to feel good um yeah. is it necessarily that or can it be you know any any food stuff 
No, it can be anything. So I'm I'm vegan, so I'm kind of restricted on the like the sweet end of things, but I would find myself binging on like fruit, which I know isn't bad, but it is bad if you're like eating quite a big lot of it. Um fruit, like cereal, bread, bread is my big one, and I have an intolerance to gluten, so I was just like completely throwing myself out the window when I was, you know, eating bread. Um so yeah, it can be anything, but also when I was looking at different different stages of binge and I I feel like I didn't talk about it on my Instagram last night because I know there is people who watch me who will find things and be like, oh, well, I never tried that. So I can try that now and see. So you have to be like really careful when I'm speaking about things. But if you do look it up, there is so many different types um, of just binging, binging without actually binging. It's really hard to explain, but it's like, you know, people would have this obsession that they would throw food out, for example, and they could be sitting in their couch or whatever, and they'd remember that they threw that food out and they'd go and have that food, even though it was in the bin. Now, I've never I've never done that, but um, there's just so many different types of like that obsession with food. And it's just also like somebody else was speaking about a binge that they had, but it was like a mental binge. So they would spend their whole day focusing on food, get food ready, but wouldn't eat it. You know what I mean? Like they would, they yeah. had this mentality about it. So there is loads of different things. But me, I was just completely on like fruit and stuff and to the point right. where I would be severely bloated. <laughs> See, that's the, that's the the kind of, not the funny thing about it, but the thing about it in in the sense of, I would never have thought of that. Like I've been mm-hmm. on, on something different like that. It would always just be, oh yeah, well, I, I binge on chocolate or whatever, you know, um, you talk, you talk and Christmas is, is a, a tough time of the year. And you've, you spoke about this on on your Instagram as well. And, uh, cause everything is so based around food and drink. And, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to food, it's big portions that we don't normally have in the day. Um, can you tell us a bit about this year? Because you spoke a bit about it last night as well. Yeah. So this year, um, every other year I've, dreaded Christmas um like oh god and everyone's like how do you hate Christmas you always loved Christmas because they don't realize that when you're going through such a bad relationship with food and people are like oh well just have a portion of this just have some of this you know and you're like oh god I don't want to have any and you do hide yourself away I've hid myself upstairs in order to not be in that situation but by removing yourself from the situation you're also removing yourself from the laughter, the memories that are being made, you know what I mean? Um, and so this year, anyway, I kind of, because I was after speaking about the bad relationship I was after having and admitting to myself that something has to change here, I don't want to be unhappy. Um, I just took complete control over it. And, you know, I made sure that I ate the portion that I wanted. And if somebody said to me, well, that's a very small portion, even though it wasn't, it was a normal sized portion. I'd be like, but this is what I want right now, Mm. you know? And it was about taking control of me rather than allowing other people's thoughts to take control. And I did, I just stuck around. I did like, obviously, you know, that feeling when you're really, really full, Mm. um, that happens to everybody at Christmas. (laughs) Um, This year, I kind of just sat there with it and I was like, you know, this is fine. Don't do anything. Don't, you know, don't punish yourself. Don't do anything. 
and I just put my runners on then later on that evening and I went for a walk yeah. um and you know obviously my mom said oh you know why are you going for a walk it's Christmas day and I did explain I said you know I just need to go for a walk and she did like yeah. thankfully my parents are really understanding with everything so they knew me going for a walk I'd be fine when I came back and it yeah. is just about learning little things that are going to help you try trip Christmas try yeah. the year yeah, throughout the year. And do you, are you someone who, like, will be, will you give yourself a pat on the back for things like that? Yeah. Cool. Like, I I did look back at pictures this year and I was just like, even my face, I look happier. My eyes, mm. compared to what I was last year. I was taking pictures last year, you know, selfies, being like, happy Christmas. And the pain in my eyes, I was like, I was lying. Like, I was lying to myself and saying, oh, I'm happy. But I was actually probably binging worse last Christmas than I was any other time of the year. So you could tell that, tell that in my in my face. Yeah, like, well, it's there's you know, like I said, there there's so much to it that I don't know. And when you even hear little things like that, like you know, the fact that something's so great like that this Christmas has been a a triumph for you, really, um, compared mm-hmm. to even say last Christmas, you know, and and the fact that. Oh, it's always lovely to hear that like your parents understand everything and support you in those things because we need the those people because they're like I often think when when you talk about the photos and stuff and you can see in your your eyes and on your face that you're not happy I I think people who who go through uh, mental health difficulties can can see that but mm-hmm. the only other people who can really see it is the parents of the people you know yeah and I think my parents know when I'm unhappy without me saying a word you know and they can kind of see it on your face so it's so important to, to have to have that support so so after you uh, set up the the instagram account when did you dis- when and why did you decide to start uh, uh, speaking out about your mental health um there was a girl who was being bullied and i was obviously gone through the same thing and i just said uh, i just can't i there's one thing i cannot tolerate is a bully and I was like, well, I'm going to speak up here and I'm going to, you know, put out what I've gone through and hopefully help this girl. Um, and it did. She kind of spoke to me about what she was going through and all of that. And then I just think it kind of came into me naturally that I was like, I don't want to lie anymore. I don't want to yeah. hide what I've gone through because it was such a horrible time, like not just for me, but my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like in order for me to get something out of the damage that I had done, is I wanted to help other people. So when I started doing the yoga, everything just fell into one. And I don't know, it just kind of blew up. I'd never really intentionally was like, oh, I'm going to become a mental health speaker on my mm. social media or anything. But everyone just started saying how much that they loved me speaking about it. And I don't know, it just kind of came to me naturally. I became just like this natural speaker. <laughs> See, this is the thing about the, the mental health side of things, and it's great that more people are, are talking about it. Whatever whatever it is they're going through, it, it's to get the voices out there. But it's surprising. I would have noticed it as well when, when uh, we obviously set up the podcast and set up the, the social media pages, that people were coming and saying what a great thing it was. And mm-hmm. I don't think I gave people enough credit for that like in the fact that I didn't think there would be this much support that people would be wanting to hear these things you know and I yeah. think there's so many people out there um that are you know uh, they're either struggling too much to say something or they're too nervous or they think they're going to be taken down whatever it is 
that they need it, but it, they just don't know where to get it. So when something comes along their way, they love it, you know, and like keep, well, we, we both have to keep doing it, but everybody who's speaking about mental health has to keep doing it. Um, yeah, but it is, part. it's, it's scary when you're suffering with something and you don't want to speak about it. Like yeah. even last night when I put up those stories, I messaged one of my mates and I was like, well, he messaged me actually and just said, you know, you're so brave for speaking about it. And I went, oh no, I think I'll take it down. And he was like, why? Like, why did you take it down? And I was like, because I feel like an idiot. And he was like, no, like, what? Like, why do you, why should you feel like an idiot for putting something out there that you wanted on your social media? And I was like, yeah. And I did then get a load of messages off, like people just saying, thanks so much for speaking out. Um, I'm dealing with kind of this. And then they spoke to me about it. And I was like, you know, we were able to speak about things. And you realize yeah. that, oh God, I'm not doing things that are abnormal because there's other people that are doing the same yeah. things yeah you know and then it does make you feel because I when I thought about me having a binge eating disorder or like me whatever I was like that's so abnormal like why am I doing this I'm the only person that does this Mm. and then Abby who I started talking to she said that she started doing things and I was like oh I done them too and I was like right I don't feel so alone here because I know that somebody understands me do you know that kind of way yeah but um yeah so it is scary it's scary when you put things up there (laughs) it is initially but now I'm kind of like uh it's gonna I know it's gonna help someone so like just throw it Mm -hmm. up there you know but I know what you're saying there's the extreme side of it as well that you know if you start to get upset in the video you think oh I can't show this you know this is where your mind goes and you can it's fine you know um let me just throw in the advert actually I nearly forgot about that I'll be sad (laughs) um right so um Fusion Training Centre in Monksland at Lone, a place to train in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, kickboxing, martial arts and CrossFit. A great atmosphere with experienced coaches and a real sense of community. If you want to join the team, find us on Facebook at Fusion Training Centre or drop in for a chat. Fusion Training Centre, train like a warrior. So actually, I forgot to mention that you're actually the fourth person from Port Arlington as well that's been on this podcast. Yeah, there's a good few of us. What's going yeah. on around here? <laughs> oh no, you've got a little gang going now. You've you've stripped. You're, you're moving towards the alone. Uh, you know, mem- uh, guests. I should say, not members. That's that'd be a bit weird. That's more like a cult then if it's, if they're members. Well, <laughs> um, uh, I want to ask you actually a bit then about. So, obviously, the struggles with the, with the the body and um, how did you view you yourself at, at the time when you were going through it, like? Um, how did you view your body in the mirror kind of uh, uh was it something you dreaded looking at or was it something you obsessed about yeah that was um I know you touched you said something there earlier on where you're like in the movies they look at themselves and they're like you know see themselves as really skinny or whatever mm. um and no so when I used to look at myself in the mirror I would not see me skinny at all I was like I'm a normal person there's nothing going on you know, whatever there be. When it first came about, I was living in Italy. I just finished leaving search and I just went straight to Italy to be a nanny. And I was looking at girls on the beach. There was one girl in particular and she was severely skinny. Like, I mean, her bones were shown as well. And I remember saying to my friend over there, I was like, she's so skinny. I'd love to be like that. And she looked at me and she was like, you are like that like you are skinny and I was like no I'm not and then she would take a picture of me and I was like I'm clearly not that skinny Mm. um and I was oblivious like no way I was wearing size 10 to 12 you know 
I was like a size four. <laughs> it was like falling off of me. Um, and I just thought in my head, like that, that is who I was. And, and I was even going out with a guy back when this was all happening. And same thing, I would hate him to see me. And I was like, no, cause I'm not thin enough or I'm not, you know, good enough for whoever. Um, and then even when I hit into, like I was saying, five stone, I still viewed myself in the mirror and I was like, I have no idea what people are talking about. Like, mm. I'm not even that skinny. And then I started um, a yoga class because, right, well, I, I, I actually hated yoga back then. And I went to this class because, yippoo, Ona can do some bit of exercise. So I was like, mm. right, I'll just go to this yoga class. Um, and... I remember going into the bathroom during the class. I was so, so sick. Went back out. Class was finished. Came home, said to my mom, I hate yoga. I'm never going to it, whatever. Then the next week came and I was like, I'm going to go to yoga again. And my mom was like, why? Like, what? You thought you don't like it. But I was like, I don't know. I just want to go anyway. I wanted to go because obviously I thought I was, you know, burning calories or something yeah. like that. And um, it, that class, I got sick, like vomited everywhere. And the teacher was kind of like, I said it to her, I was like, I got sick. Like, why did I get sick? And she's like, come to me next week and keep on coming to me. And it was the third class that I went to. I went with my auntie and I came home and I just said, I'm like, I'm ill, like I'm sick. And it was just all of the emotions that were being submerged were starting to arise. But each yoga class, I started to view my body differently. So I kept going back because it was like, I'm breaking down these barriers. Mm. And I never said it to anybody why I wanted to keep going back but it was like I was starting to feel all of this emotion like I was angry I was you know upset like why was I feeling all of this and it was the yoga that kind of showed me my real body and I remember then when I finally kind of came around a little bit and I was like oh Jesus I am very very thin Mm. but it's not until around now like me and my mom, you know, would have been looking at pictures and I'm putting up those progress pictures and it shocks me to see mm. how thin I was. And I was like, like, it's crazy. I was working in pennies. Um, my last, the year of I had my disorder and I just looked and I was like, how in God's name did I ever lift a box with those legs? Like they were, you know, they were like branches. I was like, how did I never see that? And yeah. for me to even think, I was on holidays with my boyfriend at the time and I didn't even want to be in a bikini because I thought I was, you know, too big or whatever. I'm like, I was like skin and bone. Like I, he shouldn't have even wanted to see me that skinny, but like, here, here we are. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, it's, it's, you're quite body positive now though. Uh, look, I'm not saying that there's not, look, there's not any there's no challenges for you still or, or mm-hmm. whatever but you're quite body positive in the sense that you do talk about your body now and what you're trying to do with it now rather than you know you say like the, the the pictures that you look back on yeah you find it hard to did you at the start I suppose when you're putting those pictures up because we talk a little bit about videos and you're like I don't want to put that up but when you're mm-hmm. when you're doing the kind of your the body positive pictures and putting out that good uh positive energy you, do you find it tough to put those pictures out um sometimes and sometimes not like I find some uh, I've had a few messages of you know girls when I started to gain weight or build muscle where they were saying oh you look really manly or stuff like this and then it 
made me second guess what I was doing mm. and then I would not post a picture or I take the picture down or something like that um and now I just don't care I'm like you know I'm yes I'm stronger I gained muscle I don't look like a man thanks very much um you know what I mean and I'm just like whatever opinion you have of me then that's your opinion and it took me a long time to get to there but obviously as well when I do put up those side-by-side pictures um yes I'm recovered from anorexia but like I said I still have an eating disorder that I'm working through and when I put those up there is always going to be that thing of oh look how bigger you are now to what you were back then but even though it's a positive like it is a positive but you're always going to have that little thing that you need to go all right look the awareness click it Mm. switch away from the negative thoughts and look at the positive and that took me a while and it wasn't until as well like my best friend um Brona I was speaking to her about it and I just went I was having these thoughts again where you know I wanted to be skinnier and she went well is that your like is that how you actually feel or is that the like the eating disorder thing kicking in and that you just have to click the awareness and I was like yeah yeah it is Mm, but like that the support to have well look how far you're actually coming from that picture to this picture and then I would just put the picture and I'm like screw anyone who doesn't like it (laughs) yeah it's you're you're dead right um I but I I actually never even thought about that actually when you were putting up the before and after as such you know Mm. Um, that idea that you might click that, oh God, I used to, you know, look like this. And maybe I, I didn't even think of it in that sense, but yeah, it, it makes, but it makes a lot of sense. But I just, I find it kind of, you know, the, the, the body positive, uh, pictures in particular are very much like, you know, a, you know, fist clenching thing, you know, that, that I, I, I love that. I like the idea that anybody that has been through anything whether it be you know an injury or you know a mental health whatever it is and then coming out and uh, against and pushing back against it and like you say I have thought that little voice in my head all those all the times when I start to feel good and I'm doing something like the podcast or whatever it is mm-hmm. and I just have it in my mind my mind says no you shouldn't be happy about these things you know but I have yeah to, yeah you know it's always going to be there so it's just like taming that voice and it's it is difficult but I guess the longer it goes by and the older I get it'll just be a little bit easier each time um, yeah, and I'm so happy that you said about that voice as well because I remember when I first started like being like man like there's this voice in my head and it's telling me not to do something yeah and I was like I am an absolute lunatic like what am I on about like you know voices in my head and yeah. I remember sitting like in Spain and being like like I'm not like I'm losing it I need to be in a mental place or something yeah Yeah. but it wasn't until I obviously started speaking about mental health and other people were speaking about it that we all do have that voice and it is it's like that angel and devil on your shoulder and you just need to (laughs) choose the angel as much as you can it's exactly the the thing (laughs) like you know I can't remember the first time I saw the angel devil thing it it must have been in like a Disney film or something but I do (laughs) I do know like you know whoever was the first person to write that knew exactly what was going on you know they they knew what was going on they were in touch with their their inner selves really but uh there, there was another there was another video I, I wanted to talk to you about and it was it was you posted a few weeks ago now um and it was about a girl that was uh, found passed away and uh she she um do you I don't know was it the autopsy report you read or was it the autopsy report yeah 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 and you did look when you were when you put it up. You said this is tough. If you don't want to watch it, maybe you shouldn't and stuff. And I, and I felt um, I should watch it and I needed to watch it because these kind of things are important. 
again, ignorance is bliss when it comes to these things, you know. Yeah. Uh, I sat through the video. Um, I couldn't believe what happens to the body, right? So in my ignorance, I thought, right, so maybe someone who had gone through all these, uh, you know, the difficulties this girl had been through, I thought maybe liver failure or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a heart attack. Um, you started reading out the, the, all the things that could happen. And I, I I couldn't believe it. Like I was, I was, you know, it stayed with me. It's still in my head, you know. I thought yeah. it was... I thought it was brilliant for you to put up, by the way. Um, brave, because I'm sure people would be giving out, you know, who didn't want to see it or whatever. But you put up the warning. Like, why Why did you, what was it about that case that you wanted to to uh, get it out there for more people to see? Um, I had obviously heard about somebody that I knew who had died, um, again, from an eating disorder. And she was going through, she was anorexic and she came out of anorexia. And she was dealing with binge and purging, so bulimia. Um, And I just thought, like, it's not spoken about. It's just, you know, people hear of anorexia, they hear of bulimia, and they hear of binge eating. Mm -hmm. And then they think that all three of them are kind of the same thing in a certain way. And, you know, you hear a lot of things like everyone, nobody has really got the education on an eating disorder like we didn't get it in school I still don't have a full education on it you know what I mean but when you're anorexic it's completely like restricting your food it's it's visible it's quite visible that you're you know your skin and bone your all of that kind of thing and then mostly when you're recovering from that people look towards the physical side of things so you you recover physically once you look better you're better and that's it and they don't look at, right, well, she's better. How's her mind? How is her mind right now? And a lot of us come out of it with our minds absolutely screwed up. Like, you know, we're not better mentally. Um, and that girl who died, she, I had spoken to her before that, like a long time before that. And, you know, she was saying how she just can't deal with her mind anymore and all of this kind of stuff. And she was dealing with bulimia, so anytime she ate, she made it look good to everybody else, and then she'd make herself like you know so so sick. Um, and it just it just shocked me that we're all so focused on the physical side of things when we need to start focusing on the mental things before focusing on the physical. And even for myself, like I recovered physically before you know, the mental side of it was even coming into play. Um, and it wasn't for my parents that took me out of the clinic where they focused on my mental health and allowed the physical side to come after that. But yeah, coming back to the video, um, I just, just that whole thing. That I remember reading that case study and it just shocked me. I was like, I didn't think I was damaging myself that much, you know, because I obviously, I did go through stages of making myself sick and that is how my eating disorder started was with bulimia so I actually went from bulimia to anorexia to coming out the other side of it but um yeah and I just I never knew that you know making myself sick was going to shrink my brain size down I didn't know making myself sick would cause you know my stomach to rip open you know all of these kind of things and it, it shocked me because how many people watch that video and probably do that thinking that they're not damaging themselves so by seeing that video hopefully it helps and I know it did help a few people because I got a few messages yeah um Um, 
do you know how the the photo came out was that like their parents put the photo out or, or was yeah. it yeah yeah their parent her parents put it out um it was actually i think i linked the report up so if anybody wants to go on to my instagram it's on it but her parents put it What's up because they said just, just in case i forget ona hoey i think it's just ona hoey it's just ona hoey okay yeah um so yeah her parents put it out because they didn't know that she was obviously still doing this and they just wanted to make awareness it's and it went viral it's incredibly <laughs> brave by the parents to to for to put out that photo it's a it's a it's a startling photo it's very obviously a very very difficult photo to yeah. look at um the whole case is is you know the whole autopsy report um it's just it's really devastating. It's 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 important, and obviously the parents, you know, think it's just as important to get it out there so that people will see the damage. I I kind of spoke to you just a little bit before we started recording about, you know, maybe something like um something like anorexia being a, a, a you know a mental illness that can be seen. You know, you know you can't see you or you can't see depression or whatever it is, but you know, I guess it flips it the other way is if the people think that the body is starting to fill out and the person is, is going to be better then. And it's like you said, the, the mental side of it isn't being mm-hmm. upon then, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah. I, like I said, it was, um, it was a very important video to put out and, um, you know, I, I, it's going to live with me to be honest with you. It's one of those things that's just going to stay with me. Um, so, so where, so you, you started yoga in, in Port Arlington or, yeah 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 um, by 2015 was it was it the so did you get so into it because of um how it was uh improving you um your physique or what what, what was the why did you get so into it I guess well we done like we done yoga in school you know the way they bring in these people into secondary school or whatever and you pretend to be doing yoga but um at that stage I was like this is a load of I don't know what it is you know um and then I always had it in my head oh yoga is going to be sitting there meditating you know humming myself to sleep um and then I was when I was going to a clinic in Dublin I mentioned I want to do yoga and she was like oh god no like that's too physical for you and it clicked in my head that I was like oh well if it's too physical then you know that means it's exercise so I was like I can get my way here and I can get into a yoga class and when I was pulled out of my parents took me out of that um, clinic and I said to my mom I was like I want to try yoga because at the stage like I had read things where it helps your mental health so I guess the part of me who was fighting to get better was relying on the you know that mindset that yoga is going to help your mindset and then it was the eating disorder side of me that was like oh well yoga is going to actually help you like lose weight and exercise and stuff yeah but I got my way anyway and I went to the class and I just ended up falling in love with the fact it was an hour and like I think hour and 20 minutes maybe um class that I completely ignored the world like I could hear nothing else only my my breath the movement I could feel my body I could feel my inner self giving myself a hug and I was like I want to stay doing this and I did I kept going at it and um told somebody else who was dealing with like drugs and stuff to start going to it because I think it could help you and he did start going to it and he 
has never touched anything since that day. And I still, I have talked to that person like a couple of times, you know, since. And um, it was that stage where I went, I want to help people. Yeah. And I want to help people through yoga. So I talked to the my yoga teacher and she said to me, she was like, I think you need to go and do it. So I kind of went home and I was researching about it and looked at all the ones in Ireland. And I was like, why would I want to stay in Ireland and do this when I can go to Spain and like study by the swimming pool? Um, so I kind of spoke to my like my parents about it and they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Not thinking that, you know, oh, she's actually going to actually follow through with it. And then I just went, well, I have my thing booked now. And they were like, wait what and I was like yeah I just need to go and do it and at this stage like I was still very thin you know I was I think it was the year it would have been 2014 then 2015 2016 I was looking at going and so I was still quite thin and quite frail and you know obviously they would have been afraid of me going and Mm, having control again like you know completely but no they trusted me and I went and done it and never looked back um for you was it more it wasn't just it clearly it's more than just a physical thing for you because of what it meant to you yeah. mentally and like you said about the the guy who was on drugs and now he's not like so it was much more than just uh it became much more than just a physical exercise thing yeah like it's it's crazy to explain to somebody and I've had so many people who came to my yoga classes who they come for the exercise part of it but then mm-hmm. About three weeks in, I can start to see the shift in the energy. And it's like they're coming now because they realize I'm leaving here in a better humor. And that's what people have said. They're like, you leave and you're just so relaxed. You sit in like one woman said that she sits in the car for a good like 10 minutes before she goes into her house because she's just so zen. And she's like, I just just don't need to do anything right now. And that's what I like to see. And I love seeing when I look down at a, at a you know studio of people coming out of that savasana where you take that deep cleanse and exhale to let it all go, everybody's faces are just so light and they're so happy and it's it's just the most rewarding thing that I've ever ever done in my whole life is just being able to give somebody that peace of mind. I mean that's that's I mean you can't ask for more than that really. I what it taught me was to breathe correctly and um I was having well I still have them but I can control them now I I couldn't at the start when I was having these really bad panic attacks mm-hmm. I was out and about and what what yoga taught me um from videos really because I couldn't go to a studio it would have frightened the life out of me but from videos <laughs> that I could kind of get a fl- the flow of the, the breath even if I was in you know a shop somewhere I could get into that mindset of the breathing and in and out mm-hmm. and in and out and it can calm things down a bit and I can kind of go on my way and things and it's taught me that um so that that was great I do one day want to go to a studio to give it a go uh, you know with people I think I'd be able to do it now I wouldn't have been then I will say that um you have a you have a new studio I do I have a oh, stupid coronavirus like it's just it is driving me crazy um yeah we I was renting a place down in Port Arlington town and obviously coronavirus hit well before the coronavirus hit I was supposed to be going off to Thailand um for a little while to do yoga out there and then what do you know all the flights were cancelled so stuck here and then it was the first lockdown we have we have our own like big huge garden out back and we've a shed and my dad just one day started to just transform this shed and now this 
shed is a big studio and you know it's great it's, it's great lovely. so i just need the alcova to go on yeah. get out of here so i can start teaching <laughs> yeah I, it, it's a really nice space actually and uh, mm-hmm. was it your, just your dad who did it or did you have to help um my dad done it and then he pulled in a couple of his friends so yeah. you know you have like um stephen kennedy done the, the floors um Oh my god, I can't remember the other two names, but like one guy done, they helped with putting like the shed completely together, the roof and that, and yeah, we had a few people. Good, like it's, but it's all local. It's funny though, isn't it? Like I've seen so many things that have come out um, in the past few months with the coronavirus things, for what people have done, what they never would have done. I, I had a, a, a psychotherapist on Anita, and she uh, built her own, um, you know, office uh, where she could mm-hmm. have patients in that like and she built it with with friends you know who are knew what they were doing obviously but um these kind of things wouldn't have come around uh if this coronavirus hadn't come around you know people have done have you actually have you done anything different like since the coronavirus came came about have you started anything have you um anything i i don't know if i've changed like done anything new what I've the biggest thing for me is I've personally grow, like grown yeah. as a person. So I've I've learned a lot. Um I'm like that when I look back in the start of the coronavirus, like I'm so happy this year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just think I needed that. Like everybody needed that break. You know, and I know that some people are like, Oh, you can't go shopping, you can't do this, you can't do that. But you can go out into nature and you can reconnect with family, like this is your time. And actually I did, I started kind of taking up a little bit more cooking. I love to cook. So I have started experimenting a little bit more. Um, I done a personal training course that helps with um, wellness. So basically the clients that I have, I'm more so towards looking at their mental health rather than, okay, you know, when yes. you go to a personal trainer and you're, you just get a program of how mm. to lose weight or how to gain weight. So um, I've done that. And then I've started, I've done a course on naturopathic um, medicine. So I have started to like widen You've what I'm interested in. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say from the start, I was going to be like, oh, I, should, I shouldn't have asked that question. Then I realized for a different reason I shouldn't have asked because I haven't done half as much as that. But I think that's great. Like, that, But that's what I mean. People have been kind of had to think outside the box a little bit, you know, and to to kind of go well I'm kind of bored in the house I'm not really doing anything I think I, I wonder could I do this and then they start doing something they realize they love it and I'm, I'm sure there's hundreds and thousands of people who started yoga during it um you know mm-hmm. uh, it's just one of those things that people could could do at home while the studios were closed and um you know I, I think it's I think it's great that people have and like I said to you before I this year has been all right for me or last year you know 2020 and you understand people haven't been able to do things and people have, you know, lost jobs, all those kind of things. I, I understand totally. But just from a personal point of view, it's been all right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have improved. Uh, my, my mental health has even improved, which is which is something. But um, so what else do you like to do in your spare time then? Um, So obviously, anyone who follows me knows that I'm very into like going to the gym and doing stuff like that. So that would be my main thing that that's gone again. But um, so just getting out, going for walks, nature. I love to hike, but oh. I still haven't got my driving license or done my theory test. So um, I'm kind of dependent on, you know, here, Ma, do you want to go for a hike there? <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, that I sometimes works. 
yeah I just I just need to do it like I'm just you know just don't do it I don't know why you don't want to drive but anyway I don't know I'm I'm a very nervous passenger so I don't think I'd be any less nervous driving but you know what the funny thing is I love cars I love like you know going driving I love people like if they're speeding in a car, I don't really care. I love cars. And then when it comes to, I'm talking to someone, I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wait until I have like a da 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 car. And they're like, oh, you drive. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I yeah, drive yeah. a bike. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I do. That's what I, I, I'm actually completely different. I, I don't have any, I don't even know what the, most of the cars are called. I just have, you know what I mean? So it's, it was never in my mind really to drive. And people are always like, you know, oh, you don't drive, well, you know, that's a waste of time, you know, you're you're 38, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I, I still get around. I've been able to get around all these years. I'm fine. Yeah, like, you know, I just think back to my granny is like 70-something and I'm like, she's never drove. And yeah. I'm like, she's fine. Like, you know, she can get around. It's yeah. fine. It's grand. It's all right. Um, <laughs> and I'm always like, I'm always traveling somewhere. So... I'm always like, oh, I don't really need to drive. You know, I just catch a flight and go somewhere. And they're like, <laughs> you do, you do travel a lot, actually, don't you? Yeah, this year is obviously, mm. well, last year, um, obviously gone. But yeah, no, I love to travel. Travel is like, I'd say, my biggest passion. Yeah. Um, along with the yoga, but if somebody mentions something about going somewhere else in the world, like i'm on it i'm like yeah there we are yeah. bags are packed i'm gone <laughs> like yeah i just love i love i love meeting new people and the whole cultural side of things you know keeping a, an open mind to things yeah. i guess yeah it's a great education as well to go to different places and see these things um i only noticed there actually recently uh, in the last few days on your page that somebody had asked you a question about traveling and in the stories of people who don't know Instagram, the stories you click through the stories. But when I saw the first page, you had a couple of places put up. I was like, Oh yeah, I, I've been there. And then I clicked again and there was more. And then I clicked again, and there was more. And I was like, I haven't been to any of those places, but uh, yeah, it's <laughs> that's, I, I was... just, that's down to my, my parents. Like um, I think I was in Morocco when I was one um, <laughs> and yeah, like fair play to them for our whole childhood, me and Ryan growing up, like, they always brought us somewhere new and it could be could be going on two holidays a year yeah. but my dad and I think they they've traveled a lot so they wanted to give us as much travel experience and I think it's just built into me now I know Ryan is kind of like a home bird um, yeah. but I'm more so like yeah I'd like to get out there and you know travel around a lot but um yeah, I, yeah so Ryan is Ryan, Ryan is very laid back that's yeah, the, the uh Always the impression I got off Ryan, you know. Um, yeah. What a, a lovely lad, obviously. Um, I want to ask you uh, this question because it's the first, you know, um, episode of the year. And these, this is something I ask. I know you know Calvin, obviously, who was on there recently. Mm-hmm. Um, do you believe in resolutions, New Year's resolutions? Um, I do and I don't. Yeah. Uh, I think when I put up, I, I asked the question as well the other day. I was like, what are your New Year's resolutions? And I find when I put a resolution down to myself, like if I actually write it on paper, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm like, no, like, why am I being obedient towards myself? Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas if I set in place, like I, I actually made a video, but I haven't posted it yet on motivations for the lockdown. So yeah. I switched it. Um, and I like to say I'm going to add in, I want to make sure I do more walking outside, read a book. Um, 
my goal is to be able to do a handstand in the middle of the room. So like, I like to set these things that are measurable goals. So not, not like this thing of, Oh, by December next year, I'm going to have something done. That's not really a measurable goal because I know I'll get a month or two in and I'm like, no, not doing that anymore. So I think when I can measure my progress in something, that's my, my goal. And then it is, this is going to sound, I, I actually did make a resolution this year. Go for it. I have turned away from, I think most of us do when we go through teenage years, from like praying and like God and stuff. Mm, okay. um, and I've, I've said that to my granny. I'm like, I don't pray. I don't do anything. And obviously, you know, my granny, you don't pray. What? <laughs> All of this kind of stuff. And um, during the lockdown, I've kind of started looking into a few things a little bit more on praying and it doesn't mean going to church I always thought if you don't go to church you're not praying Mm. so my new year's resolution is going to be that I want to pray a little bit more and maybe turn back towards that side of things and Mm. see if it helps me in any way yeah Yeah, look that's it's 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 a coincidence that last uh, week we had Kenny Tynan on and he was talking he's uh he's ecumenical now so he he dips into everything. He dips into the Quran. He dips into the Bible and he takes the bits that suit him the best. And I'm not a religious person, uh, but it's just funny. That's the, the last week I was after the episode. I was thinking that's the first time religions come up on the podcast. And now it's two weeks in a row where, you know, it's come. But I understand what you mean, though. I, it's it's one of those things where if you find comfort from it, um, mm-hmm. it's something that's positive for you. It's of course you're going to do. Why wouldn't you do it? You know, it's that kind of thing try it yeah and that's like but that to me is like it, it's like what you were saying about like read a book or I, I don't think it's w- like the resolution that I agree with you on resolutions by the way I, I'm not mad into them I think some of them that aren't achievable you only wreck your own head or you know mm-hmm. um so I I do and Calvin said very much the same thing actually um so yeah I, I think that's a, a nice little thing to kind of take on and yeah if it pleases your granny, then that's the most important thing, you know? I remember when I became a yoga teacher, I came home from Spain and I went straight up to her. It's like me and my granny, um, inseparable. Like, uh, like she's my best friend. And I went straight up to her. Now, they had FaceTime at the time. And my granddad, you know, would be FaceTiming me, but you'd see his ear in Spain. And I was like, you know, turn the phone around. Um, but I went straight up there and I was like, oh, I'm a yoga teacher now, you know, obviously. And I was like, so it means I'm a Buddhist. <laughs> and she was like, he fell off the chair, you know, didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, you know. But like that, I, I like to study all different types of religion. And it was always yeah. something I said when I was in school, I wanted to be a religion teacher. And everyone was like, why do you want to be a religion teacher? And I just found it so interesting. And I think it's funny now that I came away from religion yeah. when I still would like to be a religion teacher. But I like what you were just saying. I like dipping into all these different types of religion. And because like who says that you can't follow all different types of religions and take little bits from everything. Yeah. And so who knows this year I might apply to be a religion teacher. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I like it. I like it. it. So uh, my next question was going to be hopes for the year, but it sounds like you want to be a religion teacher. So I think we're so maybe. No, but obviously, obviously your hopes for the year is, is get the studio up and going. And... Yeah, get the studio up and running. But um, over all of that, I said it last night, my goal this year is I want to get a complete hold on 
my relationship with food and really, really um, kind of say that I'm more recovered or like, you know, break down those goal barriers that I have for myself and maybe face some of those fear foods. Who knows? Might go a bit wild. Um, But yeah, definitely to improve my my mindset towards myself. And I have no doubt that you will. And no doubt. Um, And keep doing what you're doing. Look, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. And, um, you know, uh, like I said about about what you're doing on Instagram, so it's hugely important. Uh, Anybody speaking out about those things that can help the young, the old, the same middle age, whatever it is, it's all all good. Um, Your honesty on here was brilliant as well. And thank you very much for that. Hang on there for one minute. I'm just going to get through the last bit and I'll just get, take a quick photo with you if that's okay. Um, so we've got, uh, thank you very much to John, his family and to Megan. Uh, as always, to Ger, Calvin, my mom, my dad, my grandfather. Um, uh, if you're watching this or listening to this on YouTube, hit the subscribe there underneath, if you wouldn't mind. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Um, like I said to everyone, Happy New Year. Uh, thank you very much, very much for tuning in. Um, Ona, thank you very much once again. And, Thanks uh, for having me. Oh, we appreciate it. And um, we'll speak to everybody very soon. Thank you very much and bye.